0: my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 109 PTSD Self-Healing Show, Biology of Trauma Summit with Dr. Emi Epigian, Preventive and Addiction Medicine Physician. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel and order my book, Moons of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Dr. Amy Apigion, and uh, we're gonna talk about biology of trauma, and uh, she's actually board certified uh, preventive and addiction medicine physician. She also has double degree in public health and uh, also biochemistry. She specializes in trauma attachment and identifying and reversing the effects of stored emotion in the body. Welcome to my show. Amy.
1: Thank you, Pantia. Thank you so much for what you do also in the world. This is such important work, such important work. So very honored to be here. And thank you. Yeah. And thank you. I love what you've done for your
0: summit. That was very impressive. All the work and all the interviews. I know everybody's very excited to uh, listen to those interviews because uh, you have top speakers there. I love them. I know a lot of them mm-hmm. there. So first, tell me about yourself. How did you start? Because I know you are <laughs> a preventive and addiction medicine physician. Mm-hmm. How come, mm-hmm. you come to trauma? And you you had a lot of degrees. <laughs> you know what happened to you. <laughs>
1: Yes, as you're you reading through my bio I'm like, wow, that was a lot of school. That was that's a lot of degrees. <laughs> and I started in a very conventional medical uh training pathway, and so I actually went to medical school at Loma Linda where I did I I got a masters in biochemistry at that time, then followed it up with a masters in public health and went on to a general surgery residency and that's where that's where things started to fall apart for me which really ultimately ended up being uh how I landed in the path that I am now and my my story really really starts uh when I adopted my son from the foster care system and of course you know as I look back now I can see well that's not really where my story started my story started actually long before that but That was really the, I would say one of the big experiences of my life that really changed the course of my personal life and my professional life. And so when he came into my home, he was four years old and he had had a lot of trauma as an early child. All of those four years had been very, very stressful, uh, a lot of instability, uh, some abuse, a lot of neglect. And I thought that I knew that my love would heal him, that he would just respond to finally being safe, being loved, being in a safe and stable home. And so when he did not, and it became very obvious that even though he was in a different environment, his biology was still very much wired for being in a trauma place and a trauma environment. And that wiring was not going away no matter how much I loved him and no matter how much therapy I was taking him to. And so that that's really what started it. And then, of course, then I've had my own personal health journey and my personal health crash uh, that really started in 2014 with severe fatigue and then some autoimmune stuff and then a lot of inflammation and overweight and realizing that at the bottom of all of that was this nervous system of mine that also had stored life trauma and i was one of those who would never 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 would have would have recognized or resonated with me having had trauma and so it's become this this study of mine now to really understand our survival system. And so I've gone on to switch from general surgery into preventive medicine and then addiction medicine. And yeah, I, I work with uh, stored life trauma and how it's affected our biology. And so what things we can do to actually not only not only really optimize one's physical, mental, and emotional health after having had, you know, the, the chronic life stress and trauma that we've all had, but also how to accelerate that journey because one of my biggest frustrations has been this idea that uh, trauma just becomes our psychology and we just need to change our thoughts and we need, just need to reframe our childhood or, or reframe a certain event. And it's like, well, that's that's that sounds nice, but that is not consistent with the science. That is not consistent with the biochemistry. That is not consistent with actually what's happening in our nervous system. And it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be this A long drawn out process towards recovery that we've made it when we don't have the right tools. So I I now get to kind of bridge this world between functional medicine and trauma recovery to help people accelerate their healing journey. That's
0: beautiful because I've done the same. I'm doing a functional. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we are on the same path. And, um, Amy, uh, you said something very interesting about the biology, <laughs> the biology of trauma, which I like this term, because mm-hmm. uh, you're right. That when, you have, when you start raising a child when he is mm-hmm. four years old, she, he already passed some uh, training mm-hmm. from her envi- his environment, right? Yep. Like yep. My daughter is three and a half. But uh, whatever you teach your uh, baby or she gets from the environment, uh, she actually accumulated in her body. And he's, yes. he's just going to go to her cell. And yes. it's very difficult, even at four, four. Because four is like, oh, just the start. I can do something, right. but still there. Even not that. I know when you are in war, uh, mm-hmm. When the mother is stressed or not yeah. only worried or lots of uh, lots of trauma in pregnancy, your yeah. baby get it. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. transgenerational <laughs> trauma and everything yeah. which actually transfer from your genes. Yes, mm-hmm. you can actually work on it, but right. still, the, this accumulation, you should be mm-hmm. mature enough to understand how to be trained, right? And how to uh,
1: actually recover from those past Mm -hmm. Mm
0: trauma.
1: Yeah, and you're right, because there are a lot of different life traumas, even generational, ancestral trauma. And then if you even look at, like you're saying, that pregnancy environment, the in utero environment, and the different types of stressors that the mom can be going through, that become... That get absorbed by the the growing baby, and we know that this isn't just, oh, you know, the um, this this vague um thing that happens. Like this is this is the biology that happens when a mom is stressed, and especially when she gets into overwhelm, whether that's because of actual um, physical trauma or just the emotional stress and of feeling the lack of support. Right, that can be overwhelming. And so when we look at trauma, that's really what we're looking at is just this state of overwhelm. And that gets communicated, that gets absorbed by the growing infant, because of mom's heart rate, because of mom's breathing, because of her oxygenation levels, because of the inflammation that happens as part of the biology of trauma and overwhelm that she's going to be experiencing. And so really understanding, just having a basic understanding of the three states of the nervous system so that we can recognize when we are in one of those survival states, either the sympathetic or overwhelm, and what people call the freeze response or the, the dorsal vagal response, polyvagal theory, if people are familiar with that, this is really important as someone who's either trying to get pregnant or has their own child and is wanting to really make sure that they are passing on the best of who they are to their child because it really does get passed on in a very subconscious way And we need to bring that to a conscious level to make sure that we are passing on to our children what we want to pass on to them, which is a state of health, a state of feeling secure, a state of safety, right? And until we have that, um, it's going to be very, very difficult, as you know, to get pregnant because the body is in survival mode. It's not in the mode of, hey, we've got we've got energy, so let's create a new being, let's, let's bring this new life into um, you know, our world and our existence. It's like, no, I am just struggling to get through the day. There is no way that I have enough energy, that I have enough support, that I have enough nutrients to also bring this new life into into my body. So it's it's all about really understanding where our system is, where our biology at is on that spectrum of safety versus feeling unsafe secure versus feeling insecure and being able to know the tools that we have to address that and it's so
0: interesting because uh, even for people who are struggling with fertility that's the same because if they don't feel safe they still have those traumas ptsd from their childhood and maybe you know, I've heard this. Time is healing, which is not. I don't believe
1: it. <laughs> Whoever came up with that, like needs yeah. to needs to have their, exactly. their, their, their wisdom checked because like that's not consistent with science. Exactly. Like, trauma, trauma has changed our biology. And so until until we actually bring something in to change that back, no, like it's now on a different path and that's the path that it's going to continue on for the rest of time. Yes. So it's not going to be healed
0: with time. Believe no. me, no. it, it gets worse. if It you don't gets talk. worse, yes. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you talk about adopting a baby from the foster kid. I know the yeah. foster, foster kids' baby. Babies mm-hmm. have uh, already been in true trauma because uh, for some reason they lost their parents, right? Yeah. Yep. What do you recommend? With Because we never talk about this topic mm. in my show. What do you recommend mm-hmm. to people who can't have the baby and they yeah. think that adopting a baby can help them? Do you still recommend it?
1: <laughs> Panthea, that that is an unfair question. Um because that's a very hard question. And even even as you ask that and I think of all the different families that I've worked with over the years, um my heart starts to feel very heavy because I can't think of something more um more traumatizing really than this trauma of infertility. And I uh, ran family challenge camps for several years up in Portland, Oregon, and we would have families come through who this was their story. They had tried to conceive and they hadn't been able to. And so they went and they adopted either directly from an agency or the mother or through the foster care system, whatever their story. But there's so much pain, so much pain from not being able to have your own child when that's really what you want, right? Like you're in a committed relationship, there's nothing more that you want with that person than to have this experience and bring a new life, create a new life together. And then you get this message from your body that there's something wrong with you. And when you are when you're in that state, you likely, right? You likely already have some trauma patterns in your system, in your biology. And so it puts you right back into this very shameful place that you've been trying so hard to stay out of. And you have recognized that, you know, when other people say things or when other people shame you that you're not supposed to take that on. So you've been working really hard at that, but now it's your own body. It's coming from inside of you that you're getting this message that you're not good enough. There's something wrong with you that you can't have a child. And even those who are religious or in a spiritual community, and they may feel that there's this message from God that's telling them, Hey, you know, you're, you're not good enough to be a parent. You're not good enough to whatever. And so there's just, I mean, I, I've, I've worked with enough of these families to, to see such pain and heartache that they have experienced from just, just that diagnosis of infertility And then having gone through that whole process of giving up on having their own child and adopting. So when I reached out to my community and I let them know that, Hey, I'm having this summit, I'm having this biology of trauma summit. And I have this awesome, amazing speaker on this is Pantane. She's talking about the PTSD as it relates to infertility many moms reached out to me and, and were very tearful, right? Like it it resonated so deeply with them because just that experience has been so traumatic for them. So recognizing that I really want to acknowledge that deep pain that people go through to even come to that conclusion, come to that decision of, I think I should adopt because it looks like I can't have my own child. So then We actually look at the adoption itself, right? And this is where it becomes a very, um, very individualized, Pantea, because there's no, um, my goodness, like there's no right answer for every family. And for some families to take on a a child who experienced, um, well, they, they all have experienced trauma. Even if you adopt at birth, just that separation from their birth mom is a trauma, And so knowing that my best advice to anybody is before you do that, become very, very educated, very informed on that type of trauma, that specific type of trauma, attachment trauma. And I have a few talks in the summit on attachment trauma, because if you know about it, you know exactly what to do in order to address that specifically and and bring down that sense of overwhelm help them get to a place of feeling safe and secure much faster than if you have good intentions and you think just like I did that oh all I need to do is love them and that will be enough and that's just not true that's just not consistent with the biology that happens with an attachment trauma so if you if you are informed if you are educated if you know exactly how to help rewire and an insecure attachment and an attachment trauma. Awesome. If you've got the resources and the support to do that successfully, it it has become the most meaningful experience for myself and for many other families. And if that's not you and where you're at in life yet, this could be the most traumatic experience for you and put you even further into that traumatized place now, because now you're also having the shame of feeling that you weren't a good enough parent, even for this child that you've adopted, because um, attachment trauma is nothing to laugh at. It's a very, it can be a very serious thing. It's always a very deep wound for anybody who's experienced that. And so um, having the tools, having the knowledge to know exactly that what you're doing is is what will work is really important to go into that experience. So. Does that answer your question? <laughs>
0: you no, know, you have your own child. Mm. Uh, before having her, you have your like um, mm-hmm. dream of having the baby. You don't think about yep. sleep shortage. You don't yep. think about the mess. You don't think about, you know, after having her, <laughs> then everything comes in a place. You don't have your yep. independency. Everywhere right. go. You know, these are the yep. things. Yeah. So you just imagine you have another child who already traumatized and has other issues as Mm -hmm. well. So as you said, yes, Mm -hmm. it's not a bad idea, you know, if you are educated and know Mm -hmm. what you're doing, Mm -hmm. because if you don't, you're going to uh, hurt you maybe as
1: yourself as well. So. Yeah. I mean, the moms that I have worked with who have not had good experiences with adoption, their health got even worse, right? And their health probably was not at the best place it was, um, around just being infertile and not being able to conceive. But then what happened to their health is that they went, I mean, it got a lot worse now they're really struggling with inflammation and um even some autoimmune stuff and fatigue and fibromyalgia stuff like it is it is no joke like this this could be the um the breaking point like a very a very negative experience for people if this were to become another trauma in their life rather than something beautiful and meaningful that I know that they would want it to be and just don't have the knowledge and understanding and the tools yet to make it be a beautiful and meaningful experience. It's, it's, it's taken many people down a very, very hard physical health, chronic medical conditions developing out of this because of just the, the amount of stress that this is to live with a child who is, um, still stuck in their trauma patterns and not able to move out of them
0: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. okay we have Mm a few seconds and we come back again please subscribe to Panta Calho transition channel and order my book rules of change for the better tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams All right, getting back to your summit, I'm gonna know about this and uh, different days you have there. What are the topics and when you're gonna start?
1: Yes. So the summit itself starts on July 19. I have interviewed over 40 experts. And so this is a lot of content. And what I've done in this summit is I've really looked at my own journey. And what it took me to find all the different pieces to get to an actual better place of health, physical, mental, and emotional health than I was before. And like I mentioned before, like I would not have related to having had trauma. I did not know the extent to which my body, my biology was already struggling. And I was having to, you know, push myself and push myself through life until it finally crashed and gave up and says, no, we can't do this anymore. So So it's not only that I've been able to get back to a place of health, it's, it's so much better because it's at a place where I'm not having to push myself like I was before. And so when I look at all the different pieces, it really is this integration between medicine, functional medicine, and some of the different trauma therapies and approaches that are the most effective. And so it's bringing these two worlds together. It's not isolating them like what has always been done where, hey, you go to a therapist for this piece, you go to uh, you know, a doctor for that piece, you go to a chiropractor for that piece. It really is bringing all of this together because that's how the body works. The mind and the body, the brain and the body are not really separated. <laughs> they are all connected. And so being able to understand, hey, like what is this complex machine called the human body doing after it experiences a trauma? What even is trauma? So I have speakers who are talking about how does trauma actually get stored in the body? Is that is that just something that we say or is that actually something that can be measured and, and where and how does that happen? So have speakers on that. And then I have speakers on this connection between Uh, childhood stress, and the diseases that develop in adulthood. And so what are the things that are playing out in a person's biology for sometimes even a few decades before it finally manifests? And how can we actually get off of that track? So- that was part of my story. Part of my story was discovering that I was on this autoimmune path. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Being in a medical field, I know where that leads and that is not the life that I want for me. So how do I get off of this track as quickly as possible? And then we even look at some of the things that will predispose a person to experiencing life as a more traumatic rather than something just as a stress perhaps. And so we look at genetics. We look at epigenetics. PTSD is actually an epigenetic condition where it is a trigger that happens. It's a switch that happens when the body, especially the DNA, has been exposed to enough oxidative stress well, what are those things that cause oxidative stress? What are those things that we can measure beforehand and even know where we're at on that spectrum of, hey, am I about to have this huge break in my mental health and physical health that's going to be a breakdown because I've got all of this accumulated oxidative stress that's in my cells and I haven't even known it? Okay, well, now we can measure that. Now we can actually be able to estimate, hey, where am I at on the spectrum and get you off of that track, be able to bring down that oxidative stress. And so looking at some of the biochemical imbalances that will even predispose you to that stuff because it causes oxidative stress. And even some of the biochemical imbalances that will set a person up for experiencing their childhood as traumatic. Maybe they're a highly sensitive person. I have people uh, talking just on, empaths and highly sensitive people, even highly sensitive professionals. Because many of us, I kind of include myself in that in that category of people who tend to be more sensitive and in tune with other people's emotions. And what are the things that are happening in our biology that make us more sensitive emotionally? And how can we change that? Some of the toxins, some of the chemicals. Um, because if you're more emotionally uh, sensitive, then we also can tell that you tend to be more chemically sensitive. And what's behind that? And what can we change in order to change that? So it's all of this wide spectrum, everything from even relationships, like how to do a trauma-informed relationship, um, the attachment trauma that we talked about, how is trauma stored in the body, all of these chronic medical conditions, and even food sensitivities and inflammation and the vagus nerve. So it's, it's this huge coming together of all of these top experts on trauma and PTSD and the, the biology that will make us more predisposed to experiencing trauma, and then will keep us stuck in trauma that we need to address in order to be able to recover and accelerate that recovery journey. Exactly. you like what you said.
0: But the uh, inflammation, chronic disease, because they are uh, exactly related to each other. Yes. Thing About the fertility, same thing. If you have PTSD, you may have fertility issues. And yeah. that's fortunate because a lot of unexplained fertility, unexplained yeah. infertility are uh, curable yeah. because uh, of, uh, because, there are lots of underlying issues mm-hmm. that not discovered. Exactly. So that's, that's get, that gets back to what you said. Emotionally, mm-hmm. if you are not balanced, it means you may have some physical problem. Or if you have physical problem, you may have some emotional problem. Mm-hmm. So every pieces of your body related to each other. So it's not mm-hmm. only your mental health, it's your physical exactly. health. Mostly, yep. what I see in PTSD, because um, I'm doing PTSD coaching, what I'm seeing is that they have a lot of physical problems. A lot, a lot. Why? Yep. Because everything that they had before accumulated yep. in their cells, <laughs> and yep. just show it just showed in their body as a chronic disease.
1: Exactly, and this is very predictable. And so this is one of the things that I'm really wanting to give hope to people in my summit is that something that has been very, has appeared very complicated in the past, right? Like this, oh, this trauma and how it's affected our body and how it's stored in our body. And we don't really understand how that's happening, but we know that it's happening. It's like, no, actually it is very predictable. It's very predictable in the patterns that we see. And so it allows us to know exactly where we can use those same points in our biology as leverage points for really, really changing a a system rather quickly compared to how long it's taken them to get there. And so when we look at even just the nervous system, understanding that that is really the central system when it comes to trauma or PTSD and if there is inflammation around your nervous system, I don't care how much therapy you do, I don't care how much you change your thoughts, there's inflammation there and it's going to continue to give it a signal of danger because of just what's going on inside your biology. And there are nutrient deficiencies that this chronic stress and trauma will cause. And again, you can change your thoughts as much as you want, but it's not going to its not going to correct the zinc deficiency. It's not going to correct a copper excess. It's not going to correct this oxidative stress that will continue to give your cells a cell danger message and signal. And so it will keep it in this survival and stress mode. So addressing the biology and these very predictable patterns and how trauma has affected our biology is really crucial to making grounds with the fertility or the emotional work or wherever, wherever you're working on that trauma piece it becomes very crucial to that conversation exactly
0: so you have your facebook there um, but how they can Mm -hmm. access your um, summit I have a link inside this uh, uh, inside this topic Mm -hmm. but uh, Mm -hmm. if you just uh, because it's going to be in podcast as well so my audience can hear what you
1: say, yes. please? Yes, yes, yes. So there's this biology of trauma summit. And so to find that, you can find Pontea's link. You can go to my main website at dramy.com. And that's just D R for dr for doctor Amy, A I M I E.com. And once you're there, what you will also want to do when you register for the summit is click to become part of the private Facebook group for the summit. Because in that group, I'm providing more content. I'm doing some short lives with some of the um, speakers, and we we did that uh, just a little bit ago as well. And so this is where you can just have more more information, more engagement than even just with the summit. So it's a great place for you to get uh, feel more resources and feel more uh, supported with content around this topic of the biology of trauma. Thank you so much,
0: Amy, for being here. I really enjoyed talking to you and very useful information. Um, And those speakers are fantastic. And hopefully people can get a chance to listen to your summit and enjoy those days that you said is free, like uh, for a few
1: days and yeah Yeah. Yeah, it it is free and and i would say you know even if you're busy and only have time for one talk that would still be worth it come and listen to one talk find the one talk that piques your interest the most that might be that one piece that you need to bring in for your own life for your own health at the moment and it would be worth it just for that one piece in 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 your story yes all right thank you so much hopefully i can have you again in my show Thank you so much.